Gaming NBS episode 217 coming to you Wednesday, November 21st, 2018. And I can't find the intro. I'm Sean. I'm Brett. Welcome to the show. Sean, how the heck are you? I haven't talked to you for like 24 hours. It's been 24 long, grueling hours, Brett. I know, but we're back together now. It's okay. So we mentioned it last show. Um, with the holiday coming, I've got some hunting, uh, a hunting trip coming up and so on and so forth. So Sean and I are going to, we're trying to, <clears throat> to, trying to record episode 217, pretty much hot on the heels of 216. So we're going to be short, like random encounters and some of that stuff because folks have not had a chance to digest the last episode yet before they hit us. But. We'll be back to our regular scheduled program. We just wanted to get this done because, uh, frankly, we don't like missing our Wednesday drop drop date. So want to make sure we do what we can to give Sean enough time to get that completed. Brett's going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? One shot, one kill, my friend. <laughs> That's anyway. Brett unloading. <clears throat> yes. Exactly. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, boom, it's boom, in boom, there. Boom. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, can I tell you the number of times I've sat in the woods and somewhere in the distance you'll hear somebody with a semi-auto, you're getting the bang, 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 bang. You're like, oh, you have a clip. You, you have a magazine. You just reloaded. You have an external magazine. You just reloaded. You didn't hit shit, did you? You moron. You have no idea what you're doing. Just dangerous and stupid of them. Anyway, different problem, different podcast. True that. So um, announcements, hey, Avalon Kickstarter coming in December 2018. And, we need a theme song. Ooh, theme music. You know, theme music for Chris has um, nothing quite that bad. So on the actual play streets of Avalon, we had some some music that one of Chris's friends wrote and performed and we used. So I'm th- we're thinking about using that type of thing. So I might be able to snag that Is audio. there singing? Thank you, my No, 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 no. Oh, there's got to be singing. No. None of that instrumental shit. Here, I'll, I'll make up something. Uh, later. Okay. I'll make, and, I'll make uh, up something. <laughs> write that down as a to-do. Uh, 1970s sultry sultry rhythm. Avalon. No. No. I bet you there's an Avalon, like an Oldsmobile Avalon commercial. It could probably steal it. Could of. be. I would prefer the, uh, the, uh, the music from like the old Thief video game. No. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Like Anjali. No, that's just yeah, dumb. Isn't it come, fry up the bacon and set Anjali? I don't know. I don't care. Bring anyway, home the ever, bacon, fry it up in a pan. Evercon.org. Go there. Come to my con. It's in January. Stop it. It's in January 2019. Start your gaming year outright. Get to my convention in central Wisconsin. Evercon.org. I've talked about it plenty. Y'all know what the deal is. God damn it. Get out there. Pre-read your badges. Enter your events. Do the thing. Make me happy. Um, any other announcements, Sean? Nothing new? Nothing? Nothing? Bueller? No. Okay. Random Encounters? Already said we don't have any, so I guess we can blow right past it. Yeah, let's get to the main topic. So, um, Tom Flanagan's asked me about this. Other people have asked me about this. 
and people talk to Sean and I both about this. Like, hey, gaming with kids. I've talked offhandedly or not as a main topic about how I run games for my kids or for a birthday party. And I know Christiel has run game, D&D games for birthday parties and such. And even um, Rob Whelan, friend of the show, had him on a while back. He does, you know, hey, instead of <laughs> don't go get you know, some crazy idiot at your kid's birthday party, get one of us crazy idiots. And Rob has run games for people for uh, parties and events like that. It's a popular thing. It's it's fun. However, um, there's some do's and don'ts is probably a little too strong. But one of the things I have found over the years running with kids of various different ages, um, everything from when my daughter started about four or five, just kind of, you know, playing a little bit until she got bored and wandered away. To teenagers and so on. There's some pieces and parts that I've learned that I figured I might as well share. And Sean has had some ideas as well. And I figured this way he could ask me some questions and we could just say, hey, this is what you've encountered. I don't know, Sean, if you've had kids at any of your games, anybody like under the age of 21 at a con or anything? Um, under the age of 21. But if Sean has real young kids at his table, it probably looks a little weird. So I have no kids. Yeah, that would be weird. I mean, it would just be, yeah. I today's world is weird. Like, it's not like you. It's not like you hate kids. Like, ah, goddamn no. little bastards, fuck off. You know, no, you're not, I don't. You're, hate not, you're not the grumpy old man yelling at the kids get off your lawn. Well, I am, but that's not. That's, that's at home, not the gaming table. Right, right. Yeah, I I don't have an, an aversion to running for kids, and I don't have an aversion to kids, but I think it's there have been as my cat eats my stuff. Get out of here, cat. Um, I don't. I don't know if this is right for me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go for it. I have been at Pokemon events. Now, hold on. Caveat. Backup. I have been in stores during Pokemon events. Yes. And Pokemon. I know somebody's going to feel the wrath of this, or I'm going to feel the wrath from somebody. Because mm-hmm. they're going to say, what? I play Pokemon. As a matter of fact, I know a guy, Madison, who does a Pokemon podcast. And that's fine. You know, all the art and all the, the culture behind it. But it is a little odd when you're in a Pokemon tournament and you're like, say, I don't know, 30 or 40. And I'm not saying like, hey, maybe they're, they're a person's dad. I'm talking like a 30, 40-year-old. The interesting part about fandom in general is that there are certain fandoms that are seem to be geared towards an age group. And when you're not of that age group and you're still a fan of love to participate in it, it can look socially weird. I could yes. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how to diplomatically put that. I don't know if that's just me and my prejudice coming through and I'm not, I guess I'm not trying to be prejudiced, but then at the same time I am actually being prejudiced by saying that um, and viewing it as strange. So going back to the kids at the table, maybe this is a digression. Maybe I need to, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think but, talk, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I think we can wrap that into a different discussion. We'll frame that up differently for a different show. Right. You know, well, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. I think it would be, I think it is perfectly and more acceptable if somebody were to partake in a child's events, event gathering, if there is a common bond of some kind. So, for example, Brett, if you went 
to your daughter's school and they had a card they game. They or, do. They have a game club. And an RPG club. And you mm-hmm. went there and you gathered all the little people and you played, you ran a game <laughs> and your daughter was there. Nobody would think twice of it. Yeah. If, there, if, there if I was is a teacher, a, I mean, if I just, was a teacher. Well, to be blunt, right. there is a, there's a fear of people who are inappropriate with children around children. You don't have kids. Why are you here? Right. And in, correct. And you hate to say in this day and age, but I will. In this day and age, people can be nervous and worried about that type of thing. And probably rightfully so. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there has been, there was, and continues to be some creepy motherfuckers out there. So I bet you didn't think we were going this route, <clears throat> did you? No, I didn't. Now I'm kind of disturbed and upset. Well, but but I'm saying from my chair, it would be a little odd if I were to outside of what would be. Well, if you were running a game for my kids, you'd be like, oh, they're Brett's kids. I know these guys. I know AJ and Alana. I can run a game for them. True. Well, but having said that, would Brett be away or around or Susan be around? Like, would you find me if I went up to Richland Center and said, hey, I'm going to run a game for Alana and AJ. And their friends, it would still be a little odd if you guys. Were it wouldn't around. bother me because you're my buddy. I'd be like, "Oh, Sean's running a game. It's cool." And that's fair, but maybe some other parents may think. If it's I odd. do not know you, if you are a strange man going to run games for my kids, yes. And I think that is. I mean, you look at what Alex Cammer and the guys. We always use Alex, but there's Josh White and you know, and, and the rest of the crew over there, Andrew and everybody makes game all happen. But that crew has made it when they have their kids tracked. Yeah, they go through great pains to make sure that they audit people. Correct. Because you need to make sure that it's a safe place Correct. and that there's nothing stupid happening and you don't have to, you know, flat out murder some dumb motherfucker who needs to get murdered because they, they're doing something inappropriate. Anyway, I think the I think there's a and this kind of goes to what I did want to talk about, which is a little bit of the weirdness, kind of a mystique, if you will, around running for kids. And I think for my kids growing up in a gamer's household, they're like, oh, dad games, this is cool. What's the, what are all these books? Oh, you have miniatures, they see this stuff. They want to do, they want to enjoy the things that you're doing. When I run games at the game club at my kid's school, or when I've been up at Evercon uh, with the Everest Gaming Club, before I was even uh, deeply involved in Evercon, I went up there to run games for the club. And uh, I knew the teacher, Christian Amon, and a couple other adults who were sort of involved. But Christian's like, hey, Brett, it would be great if you came up to run a game. And I showed up there, and there are junior high kids sitting at a table with me. They have no idea who I am. There's no parents anywhere nearby. And I'm going to run a game of D&D or Pathfinder or whatever I was running for them. And I'm like, all right. I mean, Christian knows me. You know, there's you know, good background check, blah, blah, blah. But nobody knows me. And no parent who showed up to collect their kids thought anything odd of it. They went, oh. They've got a guest in to run d and I don't know crap about that game. I'm sure I'm glad there's some adult help to teach my kids. But were your kids involved? No, they were not. Okay. My kids were too little Oh, at the time, and Connor wasn't all that interested. And the next time I came up, I brought Connor. And then it was, oh, he brought his own son, blah, blah, blah. But I have run games for at the gaming club up there without my kids being anywhere near me because it was just, you know, they'd yeah. ask me to come help. But well, it was also ha- an environment that was geared towards running games and helping kids learn games. So anybody who showed up, parents or otherwise, would say, oh, these people are here to do this specific thing with my child. 
Yeah, and I think that there is a there. I don't even know what it is because it seems as though um, that if you had an adult there, um, I don't know. It's strange because I think even knowing you have kids is different. It is. I don't. I mean, you're not wearing a shirt like, "Hey, I'm running games because I have kids, but my kids aren't here." But I still think that it's a, and I also think that if it's a an event of some kind that may be supported or sanctioned by, say, a school or a club, um, you know, if I were to say, "Hey, I'm going to teach kids how to play D and D," like I, I thought about that, right? You know, in the neighborhood, I'm going to get you know some some kids off the street and rolling dice. So, but I would probably do it at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not going to be less than 10, right. It'll probably be, I don't know. And then of course I'd want to meet the parents and the parents should meet me and know who I am or whatever. Well, I'll tell you the the thing we're talking about here is, is comfort level all around. Right. And this is one of those pieces where if you are uncomfortable running games for kids, because, you like you have you feel there's a weird social stigma even if it's in your head for right. whatever reason I'm I don't even want to make up uh, options here for whatever reason in your head you're like you know what I just don't feel comfortable running games for kids because I don't have X or I think I would be looked at weirdly or whatever don't do it there's right. no there's no one holding a gun to your head that says you must run games for kids or you're not a good game master if that's not your bag it's not your bag and that's totally legitimate. I know people, plenty of people, who will not run games at conventions because they're flat out fucking terrified to run games for strangers. I know people that go to game conventions that do not play games or run games. They only go there to shop. They go there specifically to shop, go to seminars, and hang out. That's totally legit as well. You don't want to learn a new game with somebody. You don't want to sit down. I mean, there's lots of reasons why people do or don't want to do things within the hobby. So I would not sit here and say you everybody should run games for kids because that's not true i know some people who fucking hate kids they do not like children they probably hate the fact that they were children at one point they don't even they don't like being around kids well for god's sake do not run games for kids don't let anybody try to coerce you into doing it maybe the best damn game master on the planet but if she doesn't like kids don't make her run game for kids because the and the other component too is that you'd said age and age is another component. You know, if you're running games for kids, what do you define as a kid? If you're like, well, junior high or high school, they can know right from left. They can almost drive. They can drive. They're close to 18. They're close to adulthood. Hey, this is a different ball game than running for middle schoolers or grade schoolers. I've run for middle school and grade school. And it's a different bag completely. And part of this for me, it's easier for me perhaps in a way because I teach martial arts and I've done this for almost 30 years yeah, it has been about 30 years. And I've taught everything from ages four to like 60-something in Taekwondo. And when you're teaching kids, I'm like, ah, <clears throat> I'm fine with this. I teach kids. I can handle little kids. I know their attention span is, you know, like a, a gnat on crack. You know, they bounce around. They do crazy shit. And you keep the games tight or whatever. But the other piece, if you're like, I'd like to run games for kids, but, ah, but I hate kids. Well, I would encourage whomever is saying that to say, you know, what age group don't you like? I don't like little kids. I would rather play with high schoolers. I'd rather play with somebody in middle school or above. That's legit as well. And it does matter. You know, if you're running a game for four-year-old Alana versus 10-year-old Alana versus 12-year-old AJ or, you know, 16, 17-year-old Connor, my kids, it, it's a big goddamn difference. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. So it, it does It does matter. And 
And uh, so I think we can – let's dig in a little bit further. So so I have not. You have not. Okay. Not not a all not a all kid party. I don't believe I've ever done that. Okay. There might be. I know. Um, well, Nick Alfano, who is like, God, he's like twenty seven now, which is mm-hmm. freaking crazy to even think. It ran into him at Game Hole Con. He's Joe's son. So when Joe used to be in our game group, Nick would play with us. And Nick was probably well, it was before he was even sixteen, I think. So you would play with the older adults and, you know, there's a different dynamic that comes with kids and adults too at the same time. But I have never run a full, full game of kids. Okay. I think I would lose my freaking mind, honestly. Which is, which is totally legit. Holy I, I, shit. If you're like, I don't know, I think I'd lose my mind. I'd like to see if I would. If I'm running a game for kids and you're anywhere nearby, come along and just watch. You'd be like, yeah, that, that shit's crazy. No fucking way. <laughs> or you're like, wow, that was wild and insane. I'd like to be a part of it. It's a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Yeah, it could be like that. Who knows? <laughs> so other things that I ask kids when I'm playing with them, now my kids were like, hey, gaming exposure. Have you been exposed to gaming? And I will say, hey, have you kids played Dungeons & Dragons before? No. Or yes. Or something. I kind of played Pathfinder. I played something I think was like blah, blah, blah. So they'll give you answers. And sometimes you're like, have you played a role? Have you played a RPG online have you played um skyrim have you played anything on xbox like that first person shooters oh yeah i play call of duty and you're like oh my god you're eight you're playing call of duty okay fine i guess your parents let you do that or whatever's going on finding out what level of gaming exposure the kids have for me has been pretty important it's a it's a piece to understand because i use examples if i happen to know the the reference that they're coming from I try to use examples. Or if they're like, no, but I've seen all the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay, great. Click. I can I can jump to that. No, but I like The Hobbit. Okay, I can pull from that. No, no, but I have watched this cartoon. Okay, my kids watch Adventure Time. Actually, I like I like Adventure Time. So I'm like, oh, you've seen that? I can I can help you sort this out. <clears throat> so that's where I have an advantage to you, Sean, where I have kids and I'm aware of what they're into because I pay attention to my kids. So Understanding where their exposure lies can be pretty helpful and understanding what they're going to be willing to deal with. Because I think the next piece that freaks people out or people put a lot of thought, perhaps too much thought, is the violence and danger aspect of role-playing games. There are a lot of role-playing games for kids right now that don't actually kill bad guys or monsters. What? You, you, don't, you, don't, do, you don't kill them. To my oh. knowledge, I shouldn't oh. say a lot. I, I've I've heard of <clears throat> my kids have no interest in those games. Quite frankly, they want to yeah, play. Yeah, they D- grew up they, with Brett. Yeah, they want to play D anD D to kill Shit. monsters, and that's fine with them. They don't have monsters live under the bed and all deserve to die. <laughs> exactly, hit them with a baseball bat. Slow, terrible death. <laughs> but I some... would want a kid to do do say that to me. All monsters what? deserve to die slow, they... painful death. <laughs> slow and painful Holy death. cow. Damn, Timmy, you're dark. That's nothing. <laughs> you should meet my sister. <laughs> but some uh, some kids, like, you know, depending on what they tell you, they watch what they're into. Hey, have you been exposed to gaming? Yes, I play, you know, Pokemon Go. Okay. Have you played anything like, you know, Diablo or Skyrim or Fallout or anything like that? No, my brother does. I'm not allowed to at home. Okay, that's that's good to know. Um, it, it's kind of the and the the moral dilemmas thing happens as well. Uh, an example: I remember I was running a, a little quick encounter for my two kids at Gamehole Con. It was an aquatic Etten, 
I took a net and just made it aquatic. And the kids were having fun trying to figure out what the problem was. They fought the first thing. They went, okay, we beat it, went back to town. And then the bigger one came up. And the bigger one was mad. And Ilana went, I think we killed its baby. And my daughter immediately went, oh, that's bad. We got to figure out. We got to go talk to it, whatever. And AJ, on the other hand, was like, it's a monster, Ilana. I've read the monster manual. Those things are chaotic evil. To hell with it. He didn't say to hell with it, but he's like, to heck with it. We got to kill it. It's a monster. Monsters need to die. They're chaotic evil. You can't, you can't fix this. Now, they're my kids, so dealing with their moral dilemma is like dad saying, okay, look, Yolanda, it's not a big deal, or hey, it is, or you could talk, or whatever. But some kids don't want to deal with moral dilemmas. Some kids are okay with it. And depending if um, if you get clues from parents and such, if they're, if they're at the table anywhere nearby, you know, that might not be a thing they want to deal with. Some people don't like killing monsters, even for pretend. You know, shooting bad guys, that's not good for some kids. So when it, it's good to try to figure that out. And one of the easiest ways to figure that out is by asking and paying attention. When you ask kids, you know, have you played this game? No, and they get kind of squeamish. My mom won't let me. It's too violent. Okay, good to know. Um, th- those are pieces that you need while you're dealing with kids to deal uh, to, to cope with them. I'm basically talking like a session zero to figure out what the skill level or depth or breadth or whatever you want to say you can go into with the kids. Does this make sense to you, Sean? Yes. Okay. Any questions? Am I missing something you think? Not, 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 not yet to this point. No. So one of the things um, you and I have talked about before when I, I had an ep- a number of, a while back, I talked about AJ's birthday game and the kid wanted that we were playing D and D and he wanted to stab a dire pig in the nose and there's no cold shot kid. Rules is written type of deal. No shot. Remember that. Is this the same kid? No, no, different, oh. different, different. No called shot. Yeah, but are you going to play the game Rules is Written? Are you going to play a kid-specific game? Are you going to play No Thank You Evil? Are you going to play um, Little Wizards? Are you going to play something that's specifically designed for kids? Or do you want to play Dungeons & Dragons? Do you want to play Starfinder? Do you want to play Star Wars Edge of Empire? What do you want to play? Do you want to play Call of Cthulhu? What do you want to play with them? Um, And depending on what you're going to pick, you may or may not want to run the rules exactly as written. I, my kids would say, I'd like to try Pathfinder. I'm like, you can't, you won't be able to deal with the, but you really, really want to. So as a parent, you can be like, okay, I can slim this thing down and we can we can go with it and I can hand wave a bunch of stuff just to kind of get them the feel. And then through the process, I can look at my kids and go, there's a lot more rules. See this big-ass book? Oh, my God, that's huge. Yes, it's a big-ass book. And when you're old enough, we'll add more rules into it. But sometimes kids do not want to play, I have found, do not want to play the quote-unquote little kid game. My daughter, Alana, has little to no desire to play No Thank You Evil. Doesn't mean anything. She doesn't know. She's like, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons or Warhammer or Middle Earth role playing. I want to fight monsters. Fatal. <laughs> I'm not doing give, that. that. Give her, give her fatal. No, she's ten. Uh, That's it. No. See if she's got the chops. What? Oh my god. Come give on. Me, get me arrested. Come on, Lana. Quit being such a kid. Quick, <laughs> quick, quick. Run being. fatal. Yeah, yeah. She skipped a grade, therefore she's plenty adult enough to deal with that. There you go. But I think – so, Sean, if you were going to run a game for kids, would you assume that you're going to have to tweak the rules, house rule a bit, do some hand-waving? Is that something – or 
And all Sean's giving me the, oh, no, screw those kids' face. Seriously, Come on. No. They're, they're too <laughs> raise those kids soft. Too soft. That's what the problem is with the With kids today, goddammit. Got those helicopter parents and all that goofy crap. Come on. Yeah, moral dilemmas. Do you murder the babies in their cribs or not? Come on, kid. Everybody worried about them swearing and this, and they probably say worse shit on the playground than any of us adults. You grab that five-year-old and say, listen, little motherfucker, do you kill that goblin baby in its crib or not? Anyway, seriously, though, would would you assume that you need to tone it down or back? I mean- Language content, yes, but would you well, assume for yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking rules. I'm not talking language content. I'm talking rules. Would you look for a game system that is simplistic, or would you look for one that's kid friendly? I mean, what? How would you? What do you think you'd want to do? Depends on the age of the kids. I mean, obviously, if they're older, they're going to be able to grok pretty much anything that's out there. Damn fine answer. Damn fine. I know, man. I have a, yeah. Thank you. That was the. I studied. I got that answer right. <laughs> But if they're younger, then of course you got to adjust, and uh, you know, then determine whether it's the D and D ish game, or if it's some other game, or if it's No Thank You Evil, um, or if it's Hero Kids, or whatever the game is. I have found the Black Hack. I only have the first edition. I think it's in already in second edition. The first yeah, edition the Black Hack yeah. that I bought off of Drive Through. It is so simple and streamlined. From rules perspective, I run that for kids with no problem. So what are you saying, that only kids can understand that? Uh... No, I'm saying that there's no need. I did not have to, like, tweak the rules, modify it or anything. Everybody everybody just gets it. Whenever I pulled that out, it, it works. I'm just kidding. No of problem. Course. Yeah. Damn good game. Yeah, it is. I started reading it, and uh, it's good. It's cool. What are you wiggling? What's wiggling over there? I can hear like your table wobble or something. I don't know. It might be is that, it, like, that, yeah, that, that ooh, thing. That's yeah, my, that's my little uh, mic stand here. I apologize. That's, that's gonna, not good. That's gonna that's gonna drive you nuts, isn't bonkers. it? Bonkers. Have to stop bumping it. Anyway, yeah. point is, is that depending what you are comfortable doing, some people are not comfortable free freewheeling the rules, house ruling, and so forth. If you find out that you have a kid specific game like a No Thank You Evil or uh, Little Wizards or something like that that you want to run. You know, pull it out, figure it out. But I will guarantee you, when you're running, the kids are going to want to do something that's not in the rule book because they're kids and they want to stab the pig in the nose. They want to do something crazy. And I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give anybody is lean into the crazy a little bit. Let the kid who really wants to do something cool. We talked about this again with the with the called shots perspective. There's plenty of opportunities to say, no, the rules don't let you do that. And there's a lot of other opportunities to say, sure, that sounds a little wonky. Give me a die roll. Let's see if you can make it happen. Um, <clears throat> kids, depending again on age, little kids can get crazy really fast <laughs> where they can start running a little bit of muck and something becomes silly. And then it just, the silliness escalates drastically. If you have kids who have been around them, you know what I'm talking about. So, Going with the crazy, going with the silly can be fun, but if you go too far, and some of this just comes down to experience with kids, um, you'll lose them and you'll lose the game. The other piece of that is that when it comes down to certain age groups, younger kids with even shorter attention spans than older children, I'm talking grade schoolers, even middle schoolers, three encounters, that might be a lot to get through. Don't pull Dwimmer Mount out. Don't pull out... Something crazy ass. We're like, we're going to go through all of Undermountain. 
dungeon, an old school dungeon crawl, they're not going to want to do that. They're not. They're not going to want to check every 10 foot square. They're not going to want to, you know, stick a python in the door and check for this. They're just not going to want to do that in my experience. They're going to want to move from a little bit of talky action, some talky, more action, and a big fight. I have found that most times I've run games for grade school and middle school kids, a two-hour session is a long damn time to expect them to sit still and pay attention to you. I'm a pretty animated game master, and even then it's still it can be kind of rough. Some kids you'll find like, wow, this crew is really into it, and you could play a full-on four-hour, six-hour con game, and they'd never leave their chairs. They're just glued and they're in. But that's um that's one of those things that you need to be re- in my opinion you kind of get ready for the treat it as a con game that could go anywhere from two to six hours <laughs> depending on which time you have but it's um the attention span on younger kids is less and uh, be prepared for that because it's a real damn thing and you're gonna have to deal with it focus 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 pay attention junior does this make sense sean yeah it makes sense it's it's pretty it's like easy peasy shit, but you think if you don't think about this stuff before you run a game for kids, it's kind of like what the hell. And again, when you're going for um, middle school, junior high, high school, it's a different thing. These kids have more time and so on. One of the pieces that I have started doing when I've run for older kids up to high school level is like phones down, put your phone in your pocket. I don't want you on your phone. Get ensuring focus that way. Um, that can be pretty helpful because they, they will get distracted easily that way too. Um, do, do, do. The other thing I found is that I will do um, – I, I change the tone of games where necessary. Sometimes you'll run a game. As I just <clears> – as I kind of alluded to earlier, I was running the game with Ettens, and my daughter thought they killed the baby Etten, And she's like, oh, now I have a moral dilemma. That's exactly what she said. I'm like, no, you ne- you don't necessarily. We talked about it, and it w- it was all fine at the end. She's like, oh, okay, it's it's a monster. It really wasn't. This monster is trying to be tricky, and so on and so forth. So it it turned out totally fine. But if you're playing, and I have had this where I'm playing with somebody, and I describe something as cute or fun or potentially innocent in some way, and somebody in the group, I've had it where the one girl I was playing with, she's like, well, I'm just going to kill it. And another person group is like, no, you can't do that. I don't want you to do that. That's mean. You be prepared to intervene and adjudicate some of those um, moral dilemmas. Provide easy outs, hand wave, veils, whatever it is you think you need to do to say, okay, you guys can get that thing back to town. You can put it in jail or you could tie it up and imprison it and deal with it after the adventure or, or something along those lines. But be prepared on the sign of a problem like that to be able to change the tone, hand wave a thing or move past or around it as necessary. Because kids with an X card perspective don't always know how to use it. And even at the high school level, they're not always going to reach over and say, this is uncomfortable for me. That type of uh, self-awareness is not always there. Some kids will absolutely surprise you. Be incredibly self-aware and say something like that. But otherwise, be ready. Watch the signs. Watch the kids. Someone who's getting uncomfortable. Someone who says something, especially smaller kids, are more than happy to say things like, I don't like that, or that's mean, or I won't do that. And when they, when those those words and those cues come out, react to it appropriately. Does that make sense, Sean? Yeah. Um, 
So here's one for you, I I think, is metagaming. And I know Sean and I have talked about this before from, like, the wonderment aspect. The One of the cool things about playing with kids is when you describe a goblin to them, unless they've played before, they have no fucking idea what a goblin is. <laughs> It'll scare the crap out of them. Maybe third level. Throw a goblin at them. They're terrified. It's a weird little demon monster with a big mouth. Ah, they're terrified. But one of the things I've learned is that the metagaming aspect of it, people treating it as a game and not understanding what immersion or whatever you normally would like to feel as immersion in your game system or your gaming experience at the table, that's okay. Don't expect everybody to to jump right into it because a lot of times when you're running for kids, it's a new experience for them. And some of them aren't sure if they even want to do this hobby or if it's something they're just kind of playing with. We know men and women, Sean, you and I have talked about this off the mics and on, people who like to game just because they want to hang out with their friends versus people like to game because they really love character development versus people who like to do it because X, Y, and so on. Most of the kids you're running with, unless they've played many times, don't have any idea of what all those things are, and they're trying to feel it out. They're going to do metagamey crap all the time, and um, sometimes it helps to let the kids know, hey, it's just a game. It's okay if your character died. Here, here's a new character. We can make a new one in two seconds or whatever the case is. Um, so that that type of thing can help quite a bit as well. No metagaming, kids. No metagaming. <laughs> no, God damn you, it. Let me explain to you what metagaming is. It's wrong, and you should feel bad for doing it. That's right. That's all I have to say about that. Sorry about that, but that's it's basically that's pretty much what I was thinking about. I accidentally muted myself there. I apologize. You were talking to yourself. I kind of was. I do, I, I do that a lot. Brett, Brett, are you there? I look for intelligent people to converse with, and sometimes I'm just stuck. Oh, with me. oh, there it is. So, Sean, do you have any questions about running for kids? Does anything I say make you feel like, yeah, I totally don't want to run for kids or anything? You know, uh, or you no. still kind of on the fence. I would run for kids. I just have to be in the right frame of mind, which is probably heavily medicated in some way or another. Yeah, don't don't get drunk and game for kids. Oh, don't do that. that's an idea. Scotch that'll that's, do the trick. Yeah, exactly. Red red wine and Vicodin. <laughs> red wine and Vicodin. That sounds, kids, that we're gonna great. go on a journey. Yes. I think they would have your, your time fear and loathing. Their lives. Your, your fear and loathing in Las Vegas LARP <laughs> is not a good one to run for the kids. Oh, fear and loathing LARP. Hey, kids. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about a place. We're gonna, we're gonna, Uncle Shawnee's going to take it a, a place called Las Vegas. Here's some mescaline. Get ready, kids. It's going to be. It's all make-believe. Sean, Uncle Sean's not taking you anywhere. Yeah, it's guys like you that make guys like me have a hard time trusting other guys to run games for my kids, you dick. Come on, man. <laughs> There's plenty of trustworthy people out there. Seriously, do you think you would run a game for kids? I mean, I don't. I kind of went on a little bit of a lecture there, but that was just kind of what I do, how I think about or prepare for it. Do you have any questions on it, or does it make you think, "Oh God, it sounds like a lot too much work" or something? You know, I would probably be exhausted beyond belief after the fact, but I could run a game for the children's, and uh, yeah, I think it would be fun. I think it depends on the uh, again, it depends on the age group. And it depends on how how long, too. We didn't talk about duration. I mean, well, you did a little I bit. I did a little bit. And I, yeah. I honestly think two to four hours is – four hours to me is tops. Yeah, that would be a stretch. Yeah, and two hours is totally fine because if you think a lot of board games and stuff, and even a Pokemon game goes pretty quick. 
a card flipping game or whatever it is. It happens sure. pretty fast. So there's no reason to think that everybody wants to sit there for multiple hours. I have run when AJ wanted to run, wanted me to run a and d for his birthday. I said, do you want a big game? Yeah, I want a big game. I said, okay. So I started before lunch. We took a big, we took an hour long lunch break. The kids roamed around, did a bunch of stuff. And finally they said, oh yeah, we're playing D&D. We can come back. So they came back in my, my gaming den and we went back at it. But it was one of the, I had the luxury of doing that. But normally I would say it's about a two hour event. Yeah. For your grade school, middle school type ages. If you start getting, you know, junior high, high school, they can handle a four hour three, four, maybe even six. But if you're running for, you know, young adults, preteens and younger and, and younger, um, for the first couple times, don't try something crazy. You can stick to your standardized tropes. The kids will feel very clever when they like, oh, that's just like Gollum. Oh, that's the riddle from The Hobbit. Oh, that's the thing from Harry Potter. Oh, that's just like... Um, um, mocking the the scene in Mockingjay. They're gonna say that stuff to you, and they will feel very clever that they thought of something to help them get past it. And that that's totally cool. And you and you can roll with it. But so copyright it, kids, yeah, copyright kids. God damn it! Tell teach some copyright law too with a with a hammer. Um, <laughs> but I would st- you know stick at two hours just to try it out. Because if nothing else, any gamer can do two hours worth of game mastering standing on their head. And they're like, wow, that was fun. Or, oh, I'd never do that again. <laughs> Type of thing. But for me, two hours usually is is pretty good. Does that seem fair, Sean? Oh, yeah. I think two hours would be my tops. I mean, at that point, I would need a pretty big highball. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uncle, Uncle Sean needs Uncle, his medicine. Un- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see, some, you see that gaming bag like over that. there? Get get the bottle with the crown on it. Yeah, bring that one over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go get me some ice. Ah, the hell with the ice. Just give me a straw. <laughs> here, here's twenty bucks. Here's twenty bucks. Go, over to that, go down go there. Over to that lady over there and ask her for a uh, Jack and Coke and heavy on the Jack. Nice. <laughs> but I'm sure that I would be a fantastic game master for kids. I would welcome their creativity and imagination. Something that I sometimes wonder if us adults kind of let that slip from us over time. It's really interesting. I, I'll tell you when you, when you game with kids and it goes really well, it's, it's pretty fucking amazing. I mean, they have so much fun and the younger kids, your teenagers are like, yeah, that was fun. That was all right. And they actually had a really good time, but they're being cool. But they're, but they're being cool. Angsty. They're being too cool. They're too cool for school and they don't want to Too cool. But I will say when younger kids, your grade schoolers, middle schoolers, and uh, junior high kids, when they're having fun, you can tell, man. And it's it's goddamn infectious. When they're having a good time and they're like, yes, they stand up and they cheer, they high-five each other, Um, it, it's a good time. It's a really good time. And get and, them standing on the table, marching around. Exactly. Reenacting the March of the Goblins or something. <laughs> down, down to Goblin Town. That's right. Get them cool. to chant. <laughs> All right, kids, we're going to make up a little song, or a song. Yes. We're going to go take over the next table. You see Brett's table over there? Yeah, we're going to go take over that table. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's kind of my, my little blurb about Game with Kids. I, I don't, I think, you know, 
I guess the other only other thing I can pull out, which is a, a thing I've mentioned before, is that if you have miniatures, if you can do mapping, you don't have to do the squares. You can do just um, conceptual maps. Visuals are very helpful because it, it's a focus thing. Here's the map, and you're pointing at it. This is where the dungeon is. This is where the, the spaceport is. This is where your ship is. This is where the bad guy's standing. Miniatures can help. Um, I will warn you, younger kids will want to take the miniatures and smash them together and have them fight because that's what little kids do. Well, so right. pl- plastic minis are helpful. But miniatures, uh, um, minimum uh, props like that, but at least a map, something you can you can draw and show and they can point and, and use, it really does help the focus. My kids are good at theater, theater of the mind. I've met a number of other kids who are very good at it. Um, some of AJ's buddies and some of Alana's um, girlfriends are really good at it. But not everybody is. And having maps does help to focus the group, I guess. So I, I want to make sure I said that so I didn't lose that piece. But that can be pretty helpful for kids. Hell, it's helpful for adults. True that. Double true. So, man, that's all I had. I guess if anybody else out there runs for kids, has done it, or if I missed something, or if you've got more to add to it, or or an open question like, hey, I'd like to do this. Should I be worried about X or what about Y? Throw it out here, and if I can't answer it, we'll, we'll open it up to the community and see who else has got answers. So give it a go. Yeah. You good, man? I'm good. Are you good? Yeah, I talked a whole lot that time, even more than usual. I'm sorry. No, that's fine, Brett. I don't have kids. <laughs> I know. I just people had asked about it, and after Game Hole with its uh, kids track and um, sharing some pictures of my kids gaming stuff, I felt it was a good time to do it. So there we are. Uh, we don't have any die roll. No. So this well, is nothing short- else over over the holiday break that's coming. Um, we've got some holidays coming. Thanksgiving here in uh, in the U.S. is next week. Um, when this drops, will be just a couple days away, or a day away, for God's sakes. Anyway, over the holidays, you get a chance, and you've got some of those uh, cousins, nephews, nieces, um, little kids. If you've got time, it might be a good time to pull out the D&D. Pull out a little something. Whip those minis out, draw draw a map, and uh, get the kids you know, knocking some goblin heads. It could be fun. Yes, indeed. All right. This has been another episode of Gaming and BS. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good gaming all. This has been a Litterbox Studio production. production.